Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Hey, well, we're live. How you guys doing? Welcome back. Super. Yeah, hey, good to be guys. back. It's been a while. Good. It has been a while. You guys been good? Yeah. You guys been behaving? So good. No. So good. Caroline. That's right. So I mean, Caroline. If you don't have a little bit of mischief in your life. It's just not interesting. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Just ask my Detroit Lions and on who they drafted. We'll talk about that. No, we're not going to do another sports podcast. Just kidding, everybody. Or that was that was an indulgence temporarily for me. I, I appreciate it once again for everybody listening to the March Madness episodes that we put out, and uh, look forward to that again next year. We're going to get more of you involved. But uh, yeah, spring is upon us, gentlemen. How's the weather been? Real rainy. Ever okay. so. On the news this last week, they declared this is the eighth straight weekend of rain. Whoa. That is rainy. It's been uh, snowy up until last week here. It did snow again last week. Holy cow, the the resort's got another foot. It's unreal. But then it's supposed to be 80 next week. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, see, we've been having the 80s like Tuesday through Thursday while all of us are working. And then it's rainy on the weekends. But I tell you what, I used to like going for walks on my lunch break at work because Tuesday through Thursday I go into the office. And oh my, on our community Slack channel at work, someone posted a picture of the biggest rat snake I've ever seen in my life just hanging out on this trail. I can't go out there anymore. Oh no. Bobby's going to get eaten. I would would crap my pants. Get a snake charmer. This thing had to have been 12 feet long. Carry a rat with you so you can throw it at at the snake. Take it. Or all you had to do is go with a slower co-worker and outrun that co-worker. That's all you had to do. (laughs) True. You know, they tell me that it's more scared of me than I am of it. That's what they always say. I don't agree. That thing could have eaten me. (laughs) And I'm a big guy. So I haven't gone outside ever since they posted that. It's been two weeks. Free Bobby. Hashtag free Bobby. Well, speaking of eat, speaking of being eaten, if you guys want to Google something funny, or not funny, that's the wrong way, fun to look at at least because nobody got hurt. Uh, speaking of rain and moisture, we've got houses falling off the side of the mountains out here. And, and that's Draper, true. So Google Draper, Utah, houses falling. And, and you'll see you some know, pretty shocking only- stuff. Somebody could have predicted that building on the side of a really steep hill might prove problematic. Wasn't all a good idea, of, right? All sorts of builder conspiracy behind that one, too, to look into. There's, oh man, that's a crazy one. Hmm. But that isn't quite the subject we're going to talk about today. So, we once again welcome you to another episode of the Assuming podcast. We are here to discuss a topic that affects all of us who love to travel. Who likes to travel? I like to travel. I don't know about you. I like to travel. I love to travel. I do too. I look forward to it. So we're going to talk about specifically the hidden costs associated with hotel resort fees. 
airline fees and any other fees we can we can think of. Fees. There's a dirty word for you. Hate fees. Ugh. Fees sucks. So we're going to dive into the details of these fees, share some tips with you to help you minimize or avoid these costs, and explore whether or not there's a broader conspiracy behind these hidden fees, people. That's what we're here to do. We'll also briefly examine the government role in regulating some of these fees as well. They might be able to help us control some of these hidden fees. Yes, I used the word government and help in the same sentence. That's an Careful. Careful. <laughs> yep. I understand. I understand it. Um, but we'll talk about the fees in general of the travel industry and 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 the ins and outs of it. So you guys ready to to dive in? Let's do yeah. it. Let's do well, it. Let's start and kick off this episode by talking about hotel resort fees. Ooh. Resort fees. That's exactly right, Matt. So have you guys ever experienced something that maybe as of late or recent, uh, like a surprising fee when booking a hotel? Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, my wife and I, we went on a trip to, uh, well, we were going on a cruise and it was leaving out of Puerto Rico. And I was really excited because I've never been to Puerto Rico. And I was like, we can go explore the culture. So we went out two days early for, for this trip so that we could experience Puerto Rico. So I got online, searched, find what looks like just the most fantastic resort hotel um, right on this like waterway and stuff. Beautiful, right? And the price was not bad. It was like $120 a night, had all these amenities. The pictures were fantastic. Oh, of course Showed it are. to the wife yeah. and she got all excited. Went ahead and booked the dang thing, right? And so we booked it for two nights before our trip started. And then one night when we got back before we caught our flight to come back um, to the, the mainland. And I thought I got a heck of a deal until I showed up in Puerto Rico. And I kid you not, the night or the, the nightly resort fee that was on top of that was $50 a night. Ooh. And in addition, oh. parking was $30 oh, a night. That's dirty. And we had rented a car um, <laughs> at the airport because I was like, you know what? Let's rent a car. We'll go drive around Puerto Rico. We'll go explore some things. This got to be a really expensive hotel. So I'm thinking, well, this resort fee must include something impressive, right? You want to know what it included? A freaking the- towel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it wasn't even big enough to wrap around my big body. Like oh, It no. was like almost a hand towel for my size of man. Little tiny towel. So we like got the towel. One on you. And nice. then access to a small portion of what they were calling this private beach on this little oh, cove, no. it wasn't worth that amount of extra money. Not you know? that much. Oh, and, man. you know, I don't know, but all that was promised on the website is just included with the stay. So we were kind of expecting it anyway. And then to find out when we checked in, oh, by the way, you're also paying this resort fee. Ooh. It was a little bit misleading. Yikes. Um, a little bait and switch there. Yeah, I felt like I'd been lured into a tourist trap, but it was a nice hotel. Yeah, okay. Wish they would have disclosed it up front. Yeah. 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 So they called they called it in this case a resort fee. Is that right? A resort fee and mm. then a separate parking fee. Wow. 
Yeah, dirty. it's like the the hotel industry's version of a magic trick. They make you money disappear before you even check in. It's ridiculous. Sure do. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> that was really good. That was awesome. <laughs> You're exactly right, Matt. Only it's not the kind of magic that you enjoy. It's the kind that really makes you want to disappear or make somebody else disappear. Cut a body in half. So these are sometimes called amenity fees, resort fees, destination fees is another dirty little trick. So it's a fee basically charged per night in addition to your room rate, the taxes, and any other actual fees that come with that room. And and like Bobby said, they will justify it as you get access to all of these things. Sometimes the list is only one thing long. Maybe it's a towel and Wi-Fi. Maybe if you're lucky, they can still get you for parking. They can still get you for Wi-Fi. I think I mentioned Wi-Fi. I mean, that, that's a dirty trick too. A spotty Wi-Fi. Spotty Wi-Fi. Always. Shared with, shared with a thousand other people. But they may say you get access to the pool. You get access to the gym 24 hours a day. You get access to a coffee maker in your room. They will list these things that normally would have been included in in your your room rate. Well, now they've broken them out into fees that they get to charge you. What a dirty, dirty trick. What's up with that? Now, (laughs) recently for me, uh, we we did a quick getaway. It, it snowed a foot and a half back in April, uh, beginning of the month. So we said, forget it. The kids are off school. Let's go to Vegas. So if you want the most egregious violation of resort fee booking, check out Hotels.com or a kayak or, or any of these hotel booking websites, and you will find straight up violation when it comes to resort fees. Uh, for example, you, you might want to book a night at the Tropicana. They've got a nice pool, nice south end of the strip. It's easy to get into. They don't charge for parking. They'll charge you about 30, 40 bucks a night because it's Vegas, right? You get cheap rooms. It's easy to get in. They want you to come gamble. But then they'll charge you a 35 to $40 resort fee per night on top of that. They get you coming and going. Sometimes they? the resort fee is more than the room rate. You see it all the time in Vegas. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing and that pushed us outside the strip which was good we found a nice condo two rooms with our kids and a pool it was it was beautiful and we were able to avoid paying a resort fee because we were willing to drive an extra minute and a half Ooh, that must have been hard. so so that begs to, uh, the next question here so where what are some tips to avoid, what are some of the best ways to avoid or minimize these resort fees? What do we think, guys? Well, I've started researching and comparing hotel fees before I book. And knowing that these websites I'm on may not be fully making it easy for me to know what's in there. So I try to read the fine print and also not trust that, oh, this one says it's the cheapest. I may not trust that it's actually the cheapest. And so I'll dig in a little bit. Um, But oftentimes I'll use that as a guide and then I'll go try and find those hotels actual website. And I find their actual website discloses it a little bit better. Um, So that's one way. And then the other thing that I always have going for me is I'm super charming. So when I get there, I I will try to negotiate with the, the the lady at the front desk. 
or or the man and just you know ask them for a waiver you know yeah the answer is always no unless you ask right exactly yeah that's that's i always try to i have a good story about me being charming and travel if you don't mind um at the rental car counter once um i was on a trip to san francisco and you know how rental cars, they have all those fees and everything, yeah. whatever, oh, yeah. they up luxury so everything. cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, my buddy and I, we showed up in San Francisco and we're waiting in the line at this rental car counter. And I had just booked like whatever, the, probably the cheapest car they had. And we're waiting in line. This guy in front of me has been a real jerk to the lady at the counter. He's like, I need a luxury car. Like going off about it, I want an upgrade. You need to take care of me. And she tells him, like, no, we don't have anything. Well, she gets him taken care of, sends him off on like a Prius or something. I walk up to the counter. I got this big grin on my face, and I'm just being nice. Well, you remember back when the, when you could get your picture printed on your debit cards? Oh, yeah. Well, I had a picture of me on my debit card grilling a big piece of meat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nice. And so I hand it to her to, to pay. You would. Well, she's like, oh, this guy looks kind of like you. And I was like, that is me. I'm famous. I'm on everybody's cards in, from where I'm from. And you know what she said? She goes, oh, I can't be sending you out in this car. You deserve luxury. How about a free upgrade? And the other dude's nice. still in the lobby. And I walk out with a Chrysler 300 keys, all because of yeah. my charm. Nice. Well, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar, right? You bat those mm-hmm. Something eyes. like that. I don't you know got how that, that goes, right, old man Maddie. I'm just saying. That. You're exactly right. But if, if you don't have a lot of honey like me, I just mm. skip that stuff, and I look for the hotels that don't charge any resort fees. Okay. And That's when I get tactic. the occasional one, it's like discovering a hidden gem. And I can't help but feel like I've outsmarted the entire system. Amen. Mm, outsmart that system. Good on you. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. And and there's, of course, the, the things they don't want you to know. So this is an actual quote from an executive at a, at a resort in Orlando. They, I, I found a, a blog, a travel blog that did some interviews. The, these hotels justify... These fees, especially the amenity resort destination fees, as awareness for the customer on what they are getting with their stay. So they justify making you aware that you have the pool available to you, that you have this little beach available to you, that you have access to the gym that nobody ever uses available to you. So that's how they're justifying these fees in their mind. They're making you aware. And it's a it's a service to you, Matt and Bobby, that, that these fees are being charged. That's some bull crap. Yeah, really little is. do they know, a lot of times those same things are included at some of the budget motels. You got that right. You got that right. That's where budget airlines, budget hotels, which we'll briefly touch on in this episode, may are, are really helping us with the competition. And then just one more thing to consider, taxes. The way that these hotels are charged taxes on their room rates versus their fees is also another contributing factor to this mess. They are charged a transient uh, booking fee or resident fee for their room rate, and then they're charged just regular sales tax on their fees. So the larger the fees, the lower the tax rate for the business. So just another thing to consider. And something that government agencies are looking into as we speak actually which again we'll talk about a little bit later 
the things they don't want you to know about these shady fees. So protect yourself, people. Do the extra work. Bring out the honey instead of the vinegar, I think is what we've, what we've talked about so far. Let's. And if you don't have any honey, just go for the ones that don't have fees. Go for the ones that don't have the fees. Good. No, I like that. Okay, uh, good deal. Well, let's move on to airline fees. Have you guys flown recently? We, we all, we've all heard about the baggage fees. We've heard about other charges like seat selection, onboard snacks. Have you, guys been caught, have you guys recently been caught off guard by these? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm. I once booked a flight and discovered during check-in that I had to pay just to choose my seat. It felt yes. like I was being nickel and dimed at every turn. Absolutely. Don't even get me started on those tiny bags of nuts. It's like they're coated in gold or something. Gold-plated nuts. Who do you think me? they are? I mean, come on. Oh, it's crazy, right? I heard a story about a guy, and he was traveling on a budget airline for a weekend getaway, decided to not pay for the checked luggage. I think any travel light, that's kind of a plan that I would have, so I feel it. I feel it. But the airport found out that his carry-on bag exceeded the airline's size restrictions, and he had to pay for a last-minute checked baggage fee. So... Golly, they're going to get bundle you. up, layer up, they're, people. They're going to get you. Wear ten layers and carry a backpack <laughs> on your chest, and uh, <laughs> that's right. Travel light, but when it comes to these fees, how are these budget airlines making out compared to the the major airlines? Have you guys had any recent experiences with that? Or yeah, so I recently sent my oldest son to visit his aunt in Florida for a week, mm. and. My wife looked up different flights, you know, looked at the Delta, the United, the American, and she found this airline I'd never heard of before, a, a Velo or something like that. Hmm. And she's like, oh my gosh, this ticket is like, you know, a, a fourth of the price of any of these others. She's like, I'm going to book it. You want to know how much we paid for baggage for him to go oh, to Florida, no. which is like an hour, <laughs> hour and a half flight from here? That <laughs> 90 dollars for him to take his bag as you don't get a carry-on you add it so after all these fees get added on she really should have just paid for the you know the name brand airline wow sometimes yeah yeah, you got to compare uh you guys know southwest they always say bags fly free You, you compare a southwest to a budget airline if you're planning to take luggage and maybe it's not that different you're exactly right. These fees are sometimes just as egregious, if not more, than those resort fees that we talked about earlier. Got yeah, these right. days you got to watch, uh, you know, what, what's that lady's name? Marie Kondo? you got to become a packing expert ah. like me. That's what I do. I can squeeze everything in that I need for a week-long trip into a carry-on just to avoid the baggage fees. Oof. Yeah. You're good. But, you know, these seat fees are ridiculous because what you don't know when you're booking a flight, like they'll charge you different prices for the different dang seats. And then you get on the plate plane and you're like, they're all the same dang seat. They all have no good leg room. They're all narrow. They all are tight and unpleasant. So why pay the extra money? Yeah, you get that illusion of cheap. It's an illusion. That's what we'll talk about right now is, is what they what they want you to feel, the psychology behind. So they attract you at the low price, kind of like a, a Vegas hotel or a Vegas buffet. And, oh, I'm going to get this cheap seat. I'm going to fly my son down to Florida for dirt cheap. I couldn't drive. 
for that price, let alone an airplane. That's going to save us all sorts of, anyway, they get you excited. And then by checkout, they've got you. And it's for the littlest things, the peanuts, right? For shame. <laughs> now, ridiculous. once upon a time, I mean, traveling was for the elite. I mean, prior to the 70s, there was actually minimum prices that airlines had to charge per government regulation. So that it really was, <laughs> it was regulated to stay high as far as pricing. In 1974, during the Carter administration, they deregulated the airline industry. And that's kind of what got the ball rolling here. Now, that increased competition, and good thing, because uh, that, that plummeted prices, uh, made it accessible for the everyday American or, or world traveler like you and me. But that's where everything changed. You guys mentioned already legroom. I mean, how much legroom do you get in a normal cabin chair right now? Not enough. Seat? Hardly any. Not enough for me. To That's the point sure. where the uh, to the point where the FAA is now, as we speak, um, talking regulations with the government due to safety concerns. You can't evacuate a plane if you're packed in there like sardines, and so that might work in our favor here. Government regulation and government help. Oh, I can't believe I'm using those words in the same sentence again. So they are reviewing minimum dimensions for safety reasons, but man, these fees come at you like like a one-two punch sometimes, like a boxer that won't quit. Tyson. Tyson. It might bite your ear off while you're at it. I mean, they'll hit you. There's some airlines, especially some of the budget airlines, they have pillow fees, Wi-Fi fees. We know the baggage fees. They make you pay outrageous prices for food, fees for booking, to pick your seat, like Bobby pointed out. If you wanted a couple inches of legroom, a couple more inches of legroom, you're paying a little bit more for that. It's crazy. Uh, since 2007 alone, take a look at this number. Fees have increased seven to nine hundred percent in wow. some cases. So since that first crazy. crash of the 2000s, right the uh, the housing crisis as well as the airline crisis, if you remember, most of these airlines went through some type of a bankruptcy or a reorganization. Now the fees start coming out left and right. That's how they're making their profits. It's pretty crazy. Record-breaking profits. And yet they still claim to be losing billions of dollars if you look at their bottom, bottom line. So that, that's, that's really interesting. Again, there's an illusion that you have choice, that things are cheap, but then they'll get you. You got to watch out. So what are some of the, the tips for avoiding these, uh, these pesky airline fees? Well, I always compare fees between airlines before booking, and I try to be flexible with my seat to avoid extra charges. Do you think that there is, gentlemen, a broader conspiracy in the travel industry to intentionally deceive consumers? What do you think? You know, I don't like to think that there's a secret society of hoteliers and airline executives plotting our financial doom. But, you know, it's probably just a response to market pressures, competition, and ultimately wanting to increase that bottom dollar. Mm, but it does make you wonder if they have a special handshake or something. You guys know about special handshakes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. fellow fee mongers unite. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Those fee mongers. <laughs> the fee monger special handshake. Okay. That's a stretch. <laughs> There's got to uh, be something. 
there's got to, uh, and like Bobby said, maybe it's pressure within the market and, uh, but maybe there is something else going on here. We've talked a little bit about it. They, the more they can hide it, obviously the, the more shocked you'll be in the end. We've already talked about some examples of that. And if they can get you super excited at the beginning, you might not be as opposed to those fees in the end. That's kind of slimy, but that's how they've been doing it. Oh, there's so there's a huge conspiracy about how airlines are more like banks instead of actual travel companies now. You guys should look that up on YouTube, how the airlines have slowly turned into banks. It tackles their uh, rewards programs and how they turn profits on their rewards programs for billions of dollars. Uh, I recommend everybody go look that up. However, we have talked about the hotel and airline fees, but let's dive a little bit deeper. So what do you think, gentlemen? What can we do as travelers to protect ourselves from these hidden fees and these uh, secret societies with secret handshakes? You know, there's there's really two sides of it. I mean, it's up to the service providers and us as consumers. Providers need to be more transparent about their pricing and consumers honestly need to be diligent in researching and understanding the full cost of their travel choices. Vote with and, your wallet, like Matt said. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And if all else fails, maybe we should start our own secret society to combat these fees. We can call it the Travelers Against Fee Trickery or Taft for short. Ooh, like the president. Yeah. President Taft. Taft. The okay. Travelers Against Fee Trickery. I can see the t shirt now. Let's make it happen. Done. You will be the treasurer, sir. The treasurer of Taft? The treasurer <laughs> of Taft. <laughs> Bobby, your president. Taft Taffy. Ooh, that sounds great. So, wow. Okay, so that brings us to the finale here. Let's talk about the role that governments and regulatory bodies play in controlling hidden and extra fees in the travel industry. Have you guys noticed any government efforts to address these issues? Yeah, definitely. You know, I've seen some things from the Federal Trade Commission in the United States issuing warnings to hotels about the resort fee disclosures, urging them to be more transparent. And the Department of Transportation has rules now requiring airlines to disclose all mandatory fees and taxes in their advertised fares. Mm, that'd be nice. And that's just here in the U.S. Don't forget the European Union. They've got regulations in place to ensure the airlines display the final ticket price, including all the mandatory fees and charges throughout the booking process. Which we is have interesting. That, that's that would inter be really nice. Those budget airlines in Europe are what started all these fees, by the way. So that's interesting. You're right, though. The European Union, they're starting to really crack down. Transparency is key. So what do you think is the best way for governments to strike the right balance between regulation, consumer protection, and market competition? Because they, they got to make a profit here. You know, it's a complex task for sure. Governments need to keep monitoring the situation and adapting their regulatory frameworks to protect travelers from deceptive pricing practices. But at the same time, I think sometimes you need to let the free market rule. Wow. Yeah. Okay. True. And I think we need to do our due diligence as travelers. We need to stay informed about all the regulations in destination countries and be vigilant when we're researching and booking our travel plans. Knowledge is power, my friends. Amen. Preach. Preach. Well, you got that right, gentlemen. Well, to wrap up, it's essential to be aware. I think we've all agreed here 
To be aware of these hotel, resort destination, airline fees as a traveler. So, we recommend you do your research, compare options, take advantage of available resources, your Google machines in your hands. You can minimize or avoid these extra costs. We also explore the notion of a broader conspiracy, because that's what we do. That's who we are. Concluding that while there may not be at least we don't think so, a coordinated effort to deceive travelers. The prevalence of hidden fees is a concern that warrants attention from both service providers and consumers. So we'd love to hear from you. What are some of your experiences or maybe even tips for dealing with hidden fees? Share your stories with us on social media. We'll be sure to post the episode and start a conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Having said that, thank you for joining us on the Assuminati podcast. Until next time, stay savvy and happy travels. Happy travels. Happy trails to happy. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. Travels. Happy trails to happy. Trails. That's where you need That's to what that. I was thinking. I was going to bring up the song again. <laughs> happy trails <laughs> to you. Oh, I'm on that. That song's probably in the public domain too. It's yeah, gotta probably be. Probably by, is it gotta be one. by now. It's an old one. It's an mm-hmm. oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> that was fun. Betrayals to you until.